D. Go off the beat. I won't do drugs. A. Won't I will have an attitude. R. I will, will respect, respect myself. myself. E. I will educate, educate me. me. Welcome back to another Rep Podcast. Hello. How are you guys? If you answer that again, I appreciate you. We don't, or we don't have a YouTube page yet. No, we don't. Yeah. We probably should get that. Eventually. No, I mean like in the sense we should probably make one. So oh, that way we so that we it. own it? Yeah. Yeah, probably a good idea. So that if it's not already taken somehow. Yeah, I I doubt it will be, but I'll, I'll get on that tomorrow. <laughs> I'll do it tomorrow. I mean, we can, we can technically upload... Like all of this yeah. through Podbean, you could upload it to YouTube. Our audio, right? Yeah, just like, just like straight the audio, and it'll do like she'll just make up some generic background. Oh, we just use our, or image. we could just use our logo. Yeah, yeah, that'd be fun. I could do that. I could do all that stuff if we really wanted to. Yeah, fuck yeah, Mr. Eric. Yes, Mr. Ryan. What are we talking about today? We are going to talk about D A R E. Sounds like you're really out of breath trying to say these letters. Well, we just listened to the Dare song, and I thought it was really fun. It just real hyped. It was hyped. Yeah, I, I was into it. Um, <laughs> no, we're gonna talk about recovery Ooh. as we talk about my lack of oxygen going <laughs> out of my body. <laughs> dare. It's, it's, it's dare didn't work clearly. No. Nope, nope. I was definitely a marijuana enthusiast. <laughs> so yeah, let's talk about about recovery. Active recovery, passive recovery, types of recovery, amounts of recovery. All right. I want to know how to recover how to the most re- efficient way possible. How to recover. Yeah. Given the next episode, mm-hmm. there will be some talk about recovery in a couple different ways. Ooh. Um, but it all somehow makes sense. I like it. To both fitness and the voice. It'll come back around. <laughs> it comes back around. Full circle. As always. As all good things do. That's right. Because circles are perfect. All right, so enough of that shit. <clears throat> Ryan. Yes. Yes. If I'm looking to recover, what is the optimal way to recover varying on days, hours, minutes, and activities? <laughs> uh, do you want the clickbaity answer or do you want the real answer? Let's do clickbaity first. Well, the clickbaity is got to go, here's the number one way to recover for a workout. Yeah. And Progenics. Then, you mean optimum optimum nutrition? Optimum nutrition. The hard part the hard part about this is it takes surprise work. Uh, as well as it's not uh it's not super fun. It doesn't take flashy tools. It doesn't take uh expensive Space boots? It doesn't take expensive space boots. It doesn't take uh, you know, fire and glass cups. What? Which is crazy to think about. Um hickeys don't necessarily help you just systemically recover. Back hickeys are hot, though. <laughs> it looks like back abs. Back abs? Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, the I mean, here, like, if I were to give, like, the simplest answer mm-hmm. on, like, recovery, it would be, it would literally be three things. It would be eat enough, sleep enough, and drink enough water. Nice. And like, that's, like, the biggest thing. Yeah. Because I feel like I, I'm fairly confident in saying that most people lack on one if not more of those three i think for me a lot of the times it's probably you know okay okay so it'll vary between eat and sleep yeah um 
because just I, I don't know sleep has always been something fun roller coaster wise for me you know i'll get my seven hours i'll get nine hours i get six hours i get eight hours it just varies um i've been trying more so in the past years to get at least seven like maintain that seven and it's been working out pretty well um i can i can function off of seven hours of sleep but do you recover i don't know so <laughs> um when i was uh going hard in the gym programming wise um i don't know if i gave myself enough time to tell myself if i've recovered or not because i would get that seven hours of sleep go to work or go to the gym work out or go to work for eight hours a day and then vice versa or you know vice versa work out or then go to work or go to work and then work out so i wasn't cognizant of how much rest i was actually using before going right back into punishing my body mentally i was able to function off those seven hours of sleep physically it felt like i could function off those seven hours of sleep but i guess you know your body just builds up that that tolerance to soreness until you stop moving and then you're like oh fuck like <laughs> i feel like i'm in a cast and nothing <laughs> works yeah so I, I i mean if i if i think back long and hard enough probably not probably not resting enough yeah well not recovering but, enough but probably <clears throat> yeah. i mean i think a lot of people don't um I think we're so used to a sensation in our body that, or we're just not attuned enough to really comprehend or say yes or no. Mm -hmm. uh, Cause I feel like if I answered, if I asked a lot of people that that same question, they would probably give a very, very similar response yeah. of, I felt like I was functioning. Like I could function off of seven hours of sleep. Yeah. I mean, I, there's, I mean, it, it's crazy that some of the kids that I work with, they'll tell me that they go to bed at like 3am and then wake up at you know seven for their class. And I was like, how do you, how do you exist with five hours? Yeah. Um, Cause I mean, I think the, the current recommendation for most kids kind of under, I'm mean, probably going to mess this one up, but somewhere around like that uh, 13 and under range should probably be getting somewhere closer to like nine to nine to 12 hours of sleep. Yeah. Like, cause I mean, you have to think they're, they're developing like their, yeah. their brains and body is developing and growing. Um, I mean, high school, high school, college, like you mean that, eight to 10 hours is kind of that sweet spot. And especially if you're competing and by any means, like sleep is so unbelievably important for mm -hmm. you because that's, I mean, they talk, they talk about like recovery happens in the kitchen, which is not completely wrong because, well, I shouldn't say completely, but not entirely wrong because you know, nutrition may plays a massive role in giving your body the fuel to build and recover. Right. But sleep is where like all of the, all of those, like these, the real building kind of happens because you're not stressed by the day, right? Or you're not stressed or thinking about what's going on throughout your day, or you're not working out, or you're not moving, like you are in actual rest. Full rest mode, yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, the, you build, like you're, you have, you have like hormone releases, like hormone dumps when you're sleeping, like growth hormone is, is up. <clears throat> um, you know, your testosterone production will like start to like cycle through. Um, and that's both men and women as like as you're sleeping and protein synthesis where right, the building of muscles tends to be uh doing pretty well at that point as yeah. well like your body is recovering getting rid of waste all of these things these metabolites from stress so what you're saying body. is when i sleep i grow muscles yeah you get bigger when you sleep fuck yeah i'm gonna sleep 24 hours so <laughs> see how big i get well you can't do that because you do you do need to move to grow I'll, right. I'll, I'll, I'll have my, uh, REM twitches. Doesn't You're that right. count for movement? <laughs> you shouldn't be twitching too much. Oh shit. It's yeah. It's uh, sleep paralysis. Have you ever had that? 
No, and I want it. You want it? Yeah, because I mean, I don't like. I, I, I don't. Okay, no, I think about. It. I, I could. I understand it because like your curiosity is just. Yes. Yeah. I'm curious to what that sensation feels yeah. like, dude. It's and whether or not I would freak out. Like for me, it was scary. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. Because you're you can't move. Nope. So I no, I've, you can't move and you can't speak. Yeah. That's another scary thing is you can't like help. You can't. Yeah, your your eyes are just open. Yep. Yeah, and I didn't want to open my eyes. Open. <laughs> yeah, I did, did not want to open my eyes. But you're right; I could not move. I could not speak. All I could do was hear my breath and then feel something just uncomfortably close to me. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah, it's such, but yeah, I, I, there's there's two things when it comes to sleep that I've I've always wanted to experience. One would be kind of that wakeful sleep paralysis, mm-hmm. just to see what that sensation is like. And then I've never had a lucid dream, and I'm convinced that's not real. Lucid meaning you can control it, right? Yeah, you have like conscious, you have like conscious effect on your dreams. I have a lot of those. Like, see, I've like I have had a, I've tried to do dream journals, mm-hmm. which is supposed to be one way to kind of help you, kind of your brain to figure out when you're dreaming. But I have I have <clears throat> recollections of dreaming where I become aware that it is a dream, and mm-hmm. then I wake up. Oh, and, I, and that I'll wake sucks. up and go, damn it. You don't get to play in it. No. And like I'll because there'll be there'll be stuff that'll happen. So one of the things that I always remember is like they'll talk about uh like common things doing un- like common things doing uncommon things. Mm-hmm. And one of them one of them that they talk about is like time because mm-hmm. because you're sleeping, like you don't you don't have or when you're dreaming, there is no concept of time that exists. Right. And so you can to a certain degree, like look at a clock or you can look at stuff. It sounds like inception, but like you can look at stuff and things will change rapidly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so whenever I'm like starting to grasp that I'm dreaming, I'll like, I can I will almost consciously try and make an effort to like take note of time or try and look at my surroundings. But the second that happens, I wake up Damn. every single time and I'll wait and I'll wake up and like one of those where I'm still like super tired but it's like your eyes are still closed and you've like come to consciousness and you're like, oh shit, I'm sleeping. Oh shit, I just stopped dreaming. And then you try and like will yourself to go back yes. to sleep really fast. Yes. Yeah. And I'll like, every single time I'm just like, no, I missed it. Yeah. Like, damn it. Yeah. The, that, that sucks. That I, that was me when I first started realizing I, I was having lucid dreams. Um, and so I like, I was tr- also trying to make note of it and write it down. Like, cause sometimes it would be almost premonition. Like I, I won't say that I've had premonitions, but I have had dreams or like people will say it's like that recall, right? Deja vu. Deja vu. Inception, baby. Yeah. It's fucking weird. Yeah. But back to our recovery. Yeah. So also with all of this cool story about sleep, why wouldn't you want to do it more often? That's true. That's fair. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I, so, okay. To you, is there anything, is there such thing as oversleeping? Yeah, there definitely is. So I, I don't, I wish I could remember who the, who the art or not artist, the author is. Um, but there is this book that I read a while ago and actually a book that I'm currently, uh, currently reading called why we sleep that is kind of all central around this. And so there's a, there's a concept of like a sleep bank. So there is, so that, that is an answer towards, you know, sometimes where you can have like a five hour night sleep and have a fantastic day. Mm -hmm. Um, but at a certain point you will hit kind of such a deficit in that like sleep where you kind of almost have to make up for it yeah. Um, where it'll eventually catch up to you. So maybe you can do it for one day, maybe a second day, but like eventually if you do continuous, like very short bouts of, of sleep, then it's going to catch up and you're going to start feeling the effects of, you know, the grogginess and mm-hmm. you're you just know, gonna fatigue. Crash. Yeah. And, and yeah, 
and so you and you start crashing right and then you really start to kind of give into like caffeine yeah. and kind of stimulants and stuff to get you up um but yeah there is also like oversleep as well like you can sleep too much and we've all felt the effects of that like where you just hit that you keep hitting that snooze and then you wake up and you're like I and feel it's tomorrow like, yeah well it feels it's tomorrow <laughs> but it, you just you wake up feeling like meh yeah like you feel bad yeah i think the longest i've slept was fuck, probably 12 hours i think the longest i slept was 12 hours and that was kind of like what you're talking about that sleep bank hitting me like i I had pulled some long days like five straight days one day off and then another five straight days and they're just you know 10 to 12 hour days and you know coming home you know having dinner hanging out for a little bit and then trying to get back to sleep and go to do it again um man i like i hit that 12 hour time frame with sleep woke up felt like shit still Mm -hmm. wanted to go back to sleep but i knew i was like i need to get up because if i don't get up i'm gonna feel like even more shit if I keep trying to go to sleep for another four hours, I need to eat. I need to move around. I need oxygen in my body. Um, but you know, that's, you know, that's how, that's how I took that, that oversleeping. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, yeah, I, I, I need to move. I need to, yeah. I, I mean, didn't want to feel like shit anymore. And, and it's really funny. Cause right. You'll have a lot of people who will say, who kind of talk about like, oh, well I just function better on five hours. And that may be true. Mm-hmm. That, that may be true. But for the vast majority of people, they've just become accustomed to feeling like having the way that they feel becomes normal. Yeah. But that's not their normal. Like that's not how you, that's really not how you should feel. Yeah. And I mean, sleep, sleep is such a, is, is such a powerful thing. Like, you know, when you are sleep deprived, you know, especially like within sport, when we're talking about kind of recovery from athletics Mm -hmm. essentially, or, you know, training the sleep deprivation, like dramatically increases your likelihood for injury um, because it messes with like muscle function uh your reaction times start getting slower or you talk about like the sleepy driver yeah um you are your immune system takes a hit and so you are you are significantly higher for catching an illness and getting sick so especially in the in the covid days like (laughs) you should be sleepy you should definitely be trying to sleep um, and make sure you're getting enough sleep to like ward off sickness. You hear that guy sleep in during COVID. You got the rest of the year well, sleeping. Not, not, not necessarily to sleep in, but sleep enough. Ryan says sleep in. But, and, but I will also kind of give the, the note that it's not a guarantee that you're going to not get sick at any point in time. But when you are well rested, you have a stronger immune system. No, for sure. So you are just more likely to not have a sickness. Yeah. And I mean, and so let alone if you're, if performance is your focus and, if you choose to believe what I just said is true, which it is, then like, why wouldn't you want to try and get that? Yeah. It's the, it's one of the easiest things you can do. Like you, I mean, I I understand some people have a hard time falling asleep. Maybe Mm. that's the case. And you know, if you've been one of those five hour sleepers, then yeah, it's going to take some time to kind of work yourself up to it to go from like a five hours to nine hours is going to be, that's a significant increase. It's but, huge. Yeah. But you can just like training, you can progress yourself into doing it more. That's what I had to do. I used to be like a, a chronic, like six, six and a half hour sleeper. Mm-hmm. And I thought that that was great until I was like just falling apart. <laughs> like my how, train. Go how ahead. did you, how did you get yourself to add more hours to your sleep? So on So I don't know if this is the best way to go about it. Um, I'm sure there's probably better, better ways, but the, one of the things that you hear a lot about is like sleep hygiene. Mm-hmm. So the idea of like, how do you prep yourself to get to sleep? Um, so I kind of took that, I started to take that a little bit more in stride in, you know, turning off the devices. Like I really made sure, so no devices, you know, like half hour or so before, like right. as I'm trying to wind down, um, 
trying to, uh, the big one that helped me a lot was I put uh, blackout curtains in my bedroom. Oh, nice. It was the, the best decision I think I've ever made. Um, so blackout curtains, like try and get it as dark as I can. Um, I bought this thing called a chili pad, which, Oh, that goes on your eyes, right? No, no, no. So a chili pad is, it's the best thing. Um, I never had to use it. I never needed one until I moved out here because it's just so hot. Mm. Like it's warm all of the time and I don't need a $900 electric bill every month. (laughs) So, but what it is, is it's a mattress topper. So, and it's got these little tubes that kind of run through it and it's connected to essentially like a little cooler. And so what'll happen is you turn it on and it'll circulate water at a, whatever temperature you set it as for this mattress topper. And so it's really interesting because it doesn't, it'll be like cool to the touch, but it's not, it's not cold. It's not cold. Yeah. But what it'll, but when you're sleeping, especially like for me, I'm a hot sleeper. It really like will take kind of that kind of just like sucks the heat out. Fuck. And so I'll be nice and like nice and cool. And whenever I do, whenever it is like warmer and I need to like, you know, uh, and I use that thing, like it'll be a point where I'll actually like finally pull like a cover on me Mm -hmm. because half the time I either sleep with a sheet on like a sheet or just nothing. Yeah. And I'm like just in my boxers. Yeah. It gets fucking hot. Yeah. I can't like, I can't handle that. I need to get one of those cause I'm a hot sleeper too. And I mean, you've been here when it's hot. You've been here when it's cold. <laughs> Fuck man. Like it's extremes here. Yeah. And yeah. So, and, and also just general ambient temperature is definitely one of those important things. Like mm-hmm. trying to keep it cool as cool as you are comfortable. Right. I, th- I think it's somewhere around like somewhere around like the 68, degree is kind of the part of the sweet spot yeah um but i I think that's also just to a certain degree taste but cooler is better Mm. um considerably so those were some of the things i was kind of like to take into play some of it is like the other part of it is kind of creating like a ritual um where you are actively kind of like doing certain things that kind of signal to both you mentally and then your body as well that it's like, all right, it's wind down time. Mm -hmm. So whatever, whatever that might be like, you know, the brushing your teeth, maybe some people will take a shower, um, whatever it is, but it's kind of like a stepped process to get ready to like essentially get ready for bed. Yeah. So that's one thing. But then the main thing that I did was I was, I actively would add like little increments of time to when I would like kind of force myself to go to bed. Oh, okay. So for example, if I, uh, say I needed to get up at, I don't know, 6 a.m. So like 10 o'clock would be like an eight hour mark. Now, knowing that I would only maybe get um, maybe six hours of sleep, that would essentially be midnight would be the time that would be like ideally trying to go to bed. Right. Or for me at that point was going to bed. So then I would say, all right, let's try and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lay down at like 11, 1130. Mm-hmm. And whatever point I got to bed and then kind of let myself go to sleep at that point in time. And now all of a sudden I got like six and a half hours of sleep and it was just kind of a, a systematic building of that. And so now where I'm at right now is I don't, I will look, I'll usually set my alarm for like when I need to get up and on my phone, it'll say like, Oh, like alarm will go off in nine hours and some odd, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, perfect. So, and I'll look at it and be like, all right, that gives me X amount of time that I can kind of just dick around and do whatever, whatever it is that I want to do. Yeah. And then it's time, like, then it's wind down time. And then I'll like go through and do my, do my ritual of trying to go to sleep, which oftentimes is much me just laying down at this point. And then I'll just pretty much straight pass out. Nice. Um, yeah, which is, it's a good thing and a bad thing, but because there's like shows that I want to watch that I just like, (laughs) I haven't been able to or something like that. And I, I almost 
habitually fall asleep on the couch Fuck. like almost every single time and marissa always gets mad at me because she's just like why don't you just come to bed i was like i'm not trying to fall asleep like i know it's gonna happen i'm yeah. very aware of it but i just i want to try and watch this show and i'll always be like all right this is going to be the episode i'll finish this episode and like three minutes in and you're just out and then all of a sudden i wake up at one and i'm like damn it <laughs> thankfully though for me it's it's very i'm very quick to be able to like get up go back to bed and i'm I'm out right away. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm for the most part, 90% the same. I like, if I get up and go to the bathroom, I go white right back to bed. Just lay down and I'm out. I, I don't, is this just, okay. Speaking of, yeah. Is this just me? So whenever, if I ever wake up in the morning or like in the middle of the night to use the bathroom, I'll always try and do like barely open my eyes and like definitely don't turn on any lights. Nope, me too. And just because like I'm like if I open my eyes that means I'm awake. <laughs> and if I'm awake, I won't go be I won't be able to go back to sleep. Yeah. So I'm just going to try and keep my eyes as closed as I can. And then hopefully that just means I'm still sleeping. No, no, that's <laughs> Is that, that just me. That's definitely me too. Like <laughs> I'll wake up and I'll be like, "Oh, I got to go pee." So like uh, I'll 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 do the bare minimum, get the eyes open just to see where I'm at so I don't step on my dog, I don't step on any of his toys. And, you know, go to the bathroom. Like, once I hit the bathroom door, I know the route. Yeah. I know it's like 10 steps forward, four to the right, two <laughs> to the right, turn left. Like, I know it. And then once I'm there, I just put one hand on the wall and I lean and I close my eyes because I'm like, <laughs> I got this. I got this. Let it go. Flush. <laughs> go back. Lay down. I'm out. You just told everybody that you don't wash your hands. That's right. I don't wash my hands because I don't pee on my hands. That's, you know, I always made that comment too. I'm like, uh, I'm like, I'm, I'm clean. Yeah. Like I've took a shower. Yeah. Like everything else is clean. Like what are you talking about? Yeah. I'm not pissing on my hands. I'm not wiping my balls with my hands. Like I'm not going to put them (laughs) on anybody's face. Like also at that same time, uh, by the power, by the power of man, uh, we don't have to touch anything either if we really wanted to. Yeah. We could just pull down the shorts and let it fly. Yeah. Let her rip. Yep. Uh, so half the time you don't even have to touch anything. So although, even better. although at, in, at those wee hours in the morning, when it's kind of dark. I, I have to give it a you little aim. aim. I have to give it a little aim just so I hear the water. <laughs> Once I hear the water, I'm like, all right, cool. Good. We're good. You ever, you ever like too tired where you just sit down? Yes. See, yes. I feel like, the, I feel like that's a thing that guys don't want to admit to. Okay. 100% Kat and I were just having this conversation. Oh, seriously. And, and she, she was asking, she's like, is it more comfortable for you guys to sit down? I go, 100%, but we will never admit that to another guy <laughs> ever. I'm open to admit that. I, 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 I'll do it now because I don't care. I like, if I'm going to sit down and, and go to the bathroom, it's going to be fucking relaxing. I don't have to stand. I don't have to, you know, like you have to aim. I don't have to aim. I don't have to, to squeeze or activate any muscles to keep myself upright. Like I just fucking sit there and slouch and I'm just like, all right, this is good. Let's go. Let it go. Just let it go. <laughs> Yeah, so this is great for our recovery episode. Yeah, absolutely. You know, humor is a great release and a great de-stressor. So 100%. let's say this is, hopefully this is funny to some if people. If you were laughing at this, we helped your recovery. You're welcome. Yeah. Uh, but yes, so sleep is super, super, fan, super, super important and super fantastic. And I think uh, if you are one of those people who care about your health or care about or at the very least, if you're like, I don't care. I just want to get really good at whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Guess what? You got to sleep regardless. You got to rest. <laughs> you yeah. have to rest. You, can, you, to you cannot do it 24-7. Otherwise, you will not get good at it. Yeah. No, it's true. It's very, very true. Yeah. Um, what was part the other one? Let's jump on the next one. Is You said in the kitchen, eating. Yeah. So eating, definitely. Right? Because 
I feel like anybody who is, you know, somewhat partaking in any sort of like fitness endeavor has some, at least, at least has heard the fact that, you know, nutrition is important for your success, whether it's strength, leaning out, whatever the case may be. Um, but I think it's really important. And some things that I do when I, when I'm, when I'm working with somebody, say like on the nutrition side, when we're talking about food, um, I try and think about it and I try to kind of instill to some of, you know, dependent on the person, um, that it's fuel and it's your, it's like a gas tank. Like you're trying to fill up your gas tank in order to perform. And so when it comes to like eating, you know, getting enough of, you know, the, your, your main ones, right. Protein, carbs, fat, and and I'm not going to get into like the micronutrients of like vitamins and minerals, um, because those also play a massive role, but for the main three, getting, getting whatever your appropriate amount, appropriate amount is as in relation to whatever activity you are trying to do is going to be the biggest thing. You know, we muscles are protein and we need protein to at, like to build and recover. Mm-hmm. Um, carbohydrates are a massive fuel source for us when it comes to creating energy within those muscles to actually do work. And so making sure that you are eating enough of those and, you know, even timing can play a massive role into that as well. Um, and then fats are massive when it comes to like one satiation, um, in the sense of feeling full, uh, protein will do that as well for you as, as well as like, it's their building blocks to like your hormone hormones. So it's really important to get like good quality fats in, um, for, for all those. And being able to make sure that you're eating enough of that to, to not only recoup or sorry, you're eating enough to be able to fuel whatever activity it is that you're trying to trying to do as well as eating enough to then fuel yourself for your recovery because you know your training is only going to be a short short usually a short period of whatever your day is going to be yeah the rest of that is time for your body to to recover in some capacity as well as when you're sleeping which is a massive part of your day um i'm sure you're awake for maybe i don't know 12 hours or 16 hours, whatever the case may be. But those other eight hours ideally is going to be you sleeping. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's time for you to recover. So you need to make sure you get your food in. So that way you have energy to continue on and your body can, you know, recover and rebuild after whatever bout you do. Yeah. Um, super, super important. Um, would you say there's a difference in how much you consume on, let's say on days, whether it be training or any physical activity days versus your rest days. Like, are you consuming more during your, your physically active days or are you consuming more on your rest days to kind of replenish everything? So that's a really good question. And I've heard many different, like several different concepts on that. And I think some of the main ones will be there. There's a couple different thought process. One is just eat whatever you normally would eat to fuel like whatever your training day is, mm-hmm. then there are people who are going to say, who will say that there is based on the intensity of the day will dictate a little bit of what you're going to eat that day. So maybe if, a, you know, say it's a hard, medium, light day and light would be kind of like a, say like an active recovery type of day, mm-hmm. then that will change kind of the calories and maybe the, maybe the potential breakdown of like those macronutrients. And then, and then there are, you know, some of that will just be like, if this is a training day, this is what you're going to eat. If this is a rest day, this is what you're going to eat. And yeah. again, it's usually like, like some variation. Um, and I think probably the, the first one I think is probably the most applicable for, for the general population. Like most people who are going to be like, who are trying to be conscious of their eating, um, while still training, that's not going to make them have to think 
too much about mm. what it's going to be. Um, I think if you're if you're very serious about it, say whether it's for performance or maybe even aesthetics, then maybe playing with like the second option of like having this breakdown of like light, medium, or heavy, heavy medium, medium, and light. light days. Yeah, that could change things up. Um, and that kind of piggybacks a little bit, and maybe the the third option of just having you know this is what you eat on training days, this is what you eat on recovery days or rest days. That might be kind of a similar but an easier version of number two. Yeah. Um, I personally will subscribe to, I personally subscribe to the, this is what you're supposed to be eating on. Like my, this is like, this is my output. Um, and so this is generally what I need for my, like to fuel and recover. Mm -hmm. So that's what I just eat every day or I I try to eat every single day. Mm -hmm. Um, but so you you maintain the same sort of meal structure every day of the week. Yeah. I try, I try to stick to pretty much the same, the same breakdown for my macronutrients and like overall calories pretty much every day. Yeah. Um, if I, if I can, right. Um, I'm human. And so there are definitely days that I don't. So that happens. I'm a robot. So there are no days. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so, but, but I, I, I know and have seen and heard successes in any of those in options. Of yeah. So I think part of it is going to be, what is, what is going to work best for you? Whatever is going to be the one that's going to allow you to st- stay consistent yeah i think the 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 one that you said that you know eat eat the same amount you know all seven days a week is probably the easiest for those looking to do it because you don't have to like you said you don't have to change too much you're not you know you're not amping up on heavy day you're not lowering on middle day and you're not cutting down on light day like it's just you're staying that consistent that consistent path and yeah i think that's that's good advice for anybody who's who's just starting that out or or are a little lost on what they should do is just you know hey Whatever you had on Monday or, uh, you know, calorie wise, have on Tuesday, have on Wednesday, have on Thursday, have on Friday, spoil yourself Saturday, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, I, th- I think that is, I, that is what I, my go-to for most people when it comes to stuff like that, because then the other, the other part too, that makes it really challenging to try and do, do this like heavy, medium, light day is if you are doing your training, then you might be able to kind of have a, like you're, you're writing it and doing it at the same time. Mm-hmm. Then it might be a little bit easier to kind of configure what, what is light, what is medium, what's heavy. Yeah. But if it's from somebody else and they're not kind of giving you an idea of like what this intensity is supposed to be like, that could be really hard to kind of judge and gauge what it's supposed to be. So then that, that turned, that could potentially turn it into too much of a trial and error. And then that's just too much, too much thinking. Yeah. In my opinion. For most people. Um, so I, I think like take the easier route and play with it. If that's what you're, if that's what you wanted to do, um, you know, and, or if, if you are getting programming from somebody, then have them kind of see if they can tell you, like yeah. to let you, let them know. But the other thing to add on top of that, that I think is also a piece to note is if you are trying to have these like variable days of like, you know, calories and then, you know, a, a, an ever changing, um, you know, macro breakdown, then that's also going to require you to plan ahead when it like really plan ahead when it comes to like any meal prepping, if that's what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. Like if you have the time of the day that where you can kind of figure it out on the fly based off of that stuff, then awesome. But I feel like a lot of people don't have that luxury. So it's going to require you to kind of one, have, have whatever your training for the week's going to be in front of you ahead of time. So that way you can then plan like on Monday, I'm going to have this amount Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, whatever the case may be. Yeah. And that's, that's a lot of work. Not saying that's impossible and that you can't do it, but just note that that's a that's an undertaking that's yeah. going to be a part of it. Definitely a lot of effort put into that one. Yeah, and and then you know, and then there, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> I don't want to talk about the, all the other some something else that came to mind, but it's fine. 
<clears throat> and then the other one is water. Like most people just don't drink enough water. What is that? Um, it's a, it's this very dangerous chemical called um, monohydrogen dioxide. Is that the chemical compound H2O? It is. I hear it's poisonous. Yeah. Well, if you drink too much of it, your cells will explode. Oh, and if you don't shit. drink enough of it, you die. So it's <laughs> catch-22. Pretty much. It's a double-edged sword. Oh, it's crazy. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, that's actually not the no, no, no. technical term. It's not, <laughs> that's not the, 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 the name for it. Um, but, yeah, H2O, water. It's a high-quality high H2O. High-quality H2O. <laughs> Gatorade sucks. What? <laughs> Water's <laughs> better. Use it. <laughs> Come on. Water sucks. It really, really sucks. If you message us with that, we'll send you something. <laughs> uh, First person to. Yeah. Um, no, water. water's fucking good for you. Well, yeah. And the the effects of dehydration are are can be quick and or quick and very severe. Yeah, painful. Well, in in how fast well I mean, our body is a significant, our body is made up of a significant amount of water and it is one of the very, the, one of the things that we need in absolute that like we cannot go very long without water. Yeah. Um, but the, I mean, the effects of dehydration just physically are very crazy and it'll, you know, once we start getting dehydrated, that can mess with like electrolyte imbalances and then we start losing muscle function and then organ function starts to change. We can look at, you know, mentally, the effects of dehydration are very steep in, or sorry, the, the, the steep decline of like mental ability is very aggressive when we start to lose even like 1% of D like 1% of water, water retention. Like if we're 1% dehydrated, I should mm -hmm. say. So, and then that's not even to account then like performance on top of it. Like, yeah. you know, we sweat that's water. Like that's our cooling mechanism as well. So to like not have it is wild yeah and it's it's vitally important and and it's and i think it's also important to note it's water not not coffee mm -hmm. it's not not juice tea, not coffee not it's juice water. not powery not gatorade yeah we're not we're not all, we're talking about that that clear liquid yeah that not is, vodka because that's yeah. clear too yeah, also true <laughs> water which is a lot of water but yes. no just just straight up water yeah um I think the, the recommendation that I usually will go people is like half an ounce per pound of body weight. Mm -hmm. Um, so for me, I'm like, what I weigh, I weighed two, two Oh five this mm -hmm. today. So that's ab about 102.5 ounces of water, which is just shy of a gallon of water. Um, yeah. This is what's 120, uh, 164, 128. Yeah, 128 ounces yeah, is, yep. is a gallon. So, you know, a little bit under a gallon of water a day yeah. is what I should be kind of optimally striving for. Um, but that's like, that's, I mean, to the, to drink too much water is something that you actually, you would have to strive for. You'd have um, to do it quickly too, right? Like in order to yeah. get like water poisoning or water yeah. toxification. What's it called? Like, uh, hypohydrosis, I, I think. Yeah. Um, I, I remember not, not too long, a couple of years ago that radio show, uh, had some lady kill herself because yeah. she drowned by drinking gallons of water yeah. on her show um all for a fucking nintendo switch for her kid yeah you know that fucking sucked but like no you should not be chugging gallons of water back to back to back yeah well and that well that's that's the other thing too when we talked about like electrolyte imbalances 
that sways in the opposite direction because then you know your body your body tries to account for this huge influx of water mm -hmm. and uh you know if we, we talk about um you know if, oh my god biology where are we at <laughs> Um, you know, you talk about like osmosis and how like fluid dynamics when it comes in, like with water and fluids coming in and out of cells, like it needs to, you, it needs to reach some level of like an equilibrium on kind of both sides of the wall yeah. of the cell walls and, or cell membranes. And so when we have this like massive influx, like our body is trying to, um, equal out like the electrolytes and so we get this we'll get these like huge rushes of liquid inside the cells and the like your your cells literally start to burst yeah um and people will drown from the inside out yep um again that's like you don't be afraid of that because yeah. that's you have to actively try and do that like it's it's very difficult for that to be the case yeah but you I mean you hear about that like what you just said yeah. you hear about it and like hazing and you know some some colleges will do shit like that and yeah. you know it, if kids die because they Fucking chug water, yeah. If you're drinking your your hydro flask, which is you know roughly any like the standard size hydro flask or or shaker cup is like 20, 20 to twenty four ounces of water, right? Well, my my Nalgene bottle is thirty two ounces. Okay, yours is a little bit bigger, it's a little bit wider, but your your average cup is about twenty to twenty four ounces of water, right? You shaker cup, whatever. Yeah, I think a shaker cup is sixteen. Is 16, it? Yeah, something oh, like that. I have a cool one that's twenty four. Sixteen to twenty four, somewhere around there. Suck it. So let's say you're drinking that twenty four, right? Sure. There's no well. Unless you're actively trying, like we said, mm -hmm. if you're if you're drinking, if you're sipping on it throughout the day while you're at work or you're working from home or, you know, you're, you're just hanging out drinking your water. If you drink that thing six times, you're going to meet your daily quota if you're at that Ryan scale or if you're at that miles, my scale of body weight for water. But that's you have to get up and fill that six times in those six times. You're probably drinking that through your eight to ten hour day and you're probably going pee at least three times in between there so that water retention you're really not having to worry about because you're flushing it all out yeah well and that's the that's another thing too like you know we you talk about uh, fighters you know wrestlers and you know people who are like trying to cut weight like there's people do water cuts yeah and part of the uh, part of that whole thing one of the biggest things is they they overdo it on water because your body your body will essentially be like, oh, I, you know, I'm getting enough of this. Like, I don't have to like I'm hold, full. I don't have to hold on. And so they can let it go. Yeah. Um, and then that just kind of continues on and whatever. But the, a, a big thing, like when people are like, oh, I'm afraid I'm going to have like water weight. Well, yeah, you will if you are under drinking because your body wants to hold on to all this, like all of this water. Mm -hmm. And so funny enough, like if you can drink enough throughout the day, like you hold less water because your body is attuned to the concept of it's not going to be depleted yeah so there's like there's also then some kind of side benefit of making sure that you drink enough water as well but from just a, a health standpoint like that's it's the biggest it's huge mm -hmm. it's such a big one yeah we need water guys good water too good, like, yes yeah like and that's that's a funny thing to say but like guy like if you care like in the slightest go buy a filter like a, a brita filter um, I use something called zero water, mm -hmm. um, like just get something. Cause most of these like municipalities, like especially in LA, like LA tap water is absolute garbage. Yeah. Um, like there's so much just crap in it. We joke about it. Cause a lot of us grew up drinking the water from the hose and the faucet and whatnot, but you know, it's, it's not all that good for you. Like, yeah, we turned out okay. <laughs> um, but you know, now that we're older and we have money, 
Go buy a Brita. Go get, go buy a Brita. I mean, I I have one. I've had one for fuck three, four years now. You know, uh, the Brita pitcher itself was like twenty five bucks. The four pack of filters at Costco is like fifteen bucks. Yeah, they're, they're not that expensive. No, no, and it's it's good tasting water. It t- you know I I always get mad. Um, is it my br- I think my brother always talked about like how. Cause I would complain. I'm like, this water doesn't taste good. And he's yeah. like, what are you talking about? Water doesn't have flavor. And I was like, get out of here. You fool. Water it definitely has does. A, t- a flavor. Water has taste. It definitely has a different taste. Yeah. Right. And like, I mean it, that, and that's the thing that always kills me about bottled water. Like what the biggest scam that has ever happened because it's just, it's filtered. It's like tap. It's muni- Most of it sometimes is like municipal water just filtered. Arrowhead waters comes from Lake Arrowhead. Okay. I'm sure it does. <laughs> Um, all the millions of bottles sold everywhere yeah. come from Lake Rowhead. But it's it's mostly just filtered water, right? They use the fancy terms of like reverse osmosis, right? To just a filtering process. I don't even think they know what that means. <laughs> uh, triple distilled, right? All these things. But it's... Are we talking about alcohol or water? <laughs> both. Fuck. Right? But it's, it's just, it's filtered water to get rid of shit. And then they usually put mineral, like usually minerals be back in because then that changes the mouthfeel and then the taste. Mm-hmm. Um, like we've all, maybe not we've all, but if you ever, if you ever like had like mineral water before, oh yeah, like it's like thick. Yeah. It's got like a, it, 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 it like, it co- like coats your tongue. It, I was going to say it's not filmy, but you can feel it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's very, it's a very interesting sensation. Yeah. So if you ever get a chance, I highly recommend it. Um, just to give it, give it a whirl. Yeah. Um, but there's a, there's a, a, a restaurant in LA, I think, uh, we were Beverly watching, Hills. Is it Beverly Hills? Yeah. yeah. They're, they have like the, like or West Hollywood, one of the two, eight or 10 bottles of mineral water. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking insane. Yeah. 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 I really, I was really upset when I like learned about that and I was like, Oh, I would kill to go, go just to like, I'll, I'll go do spend, a water I'll, tasting. I'll go spend way too much money on water. Like, let's do it. I, I mean, I'm down to spend like a hundred bucks. Sure. I mean, I, I don't know how much each bottle is, but I'm assuming probably too much. I, yeah. I'm assuming like these bottles are like bottles of wine. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably way too much money, but I would, I still would pay. I would just I, to try it. I would spend too much money. Like I would take like me, you like cat Marissa. Yeah. We'll go and like, we'll pitch in and buy like all these bottles of water. So that way, you know, each of us only spend like maybe a hundred bucks. Yeah. I we'd could, be down. Yeah. I could only imagine how much it is, it's, but yeah, probably I definitely really want to do that. We're, we're down done we're okay. down um uh we um we could talk about it on here yeah well we like we cat and i we like our sparkling water right no, like we we like water in general but we like we like sparkling water we like uh in quotes mineral water because some of these bottles say mineral water they don't really have minerals in them um but we were drinking pellegrino yeah right this sparkling water. I wouldn't say it's mineral water. I don't know if they have on their label mineral water. Uh, that I don't know. But, I mean, there's it is mineral water yeah. if you really want to get down to it. But then we switched to Gerolsteiner. Both of these are sold at Trader Joe's. And you could tell the difference between Pellegrino and Gerolsteiner. We love the Gerolsteiner because it just it tastes... It, it didn't have that heavy film texture on your tongue. Yeah. But you could taste the difference. And it felt crisper and cleaner than Pellegrino did. Yeah. And that's not to say Pellegrino is bad because Pellegrino tastes better than, um, uh, what's that one? Uh, fucking Trader Joe's has it. There's their sparkling water, right? It's their mineral water, but it's flavored, right? But you could tell each quality was different. <laughs> each quality was different based on the bottle and location from where, where it came from. I think Pellegrino's came from Italy yeah. and Gerolsteiner came from, um, 
either Hungary or Germany or one of the, it's something in the German area. Sure. Yeah. But it was, it, it just, the quality of it was so much better than any other bottled water yeah. that I've ever had. So as a, as an aside, well, this parallels to us, um, years ago I had a, uh, one of my friends, we had this debate and he was telling me that, uh, sparkling water or as I, as my house calls it fizzy water, um, <laughs> they that it's uh the carbon like that carbonation is bad for you and he and he was like trying to make this big case for it and i was like i don't i don't think so like Mm -hmm. i i can't tell you why but i just my gut tells me no and like it was probably like two or three years later like we kind of that like we had this one bout and then that was it a couple years later i was doing some research for something i was like i wonder and I like try to look up if uh, like if carbonated water has an effect on like bone density or like bones or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And came back like this research. I found a research paper that would like actually studied this to find that there was no like according to this again this one research paper right that there was no no negative effects of sparkling water on the body or like the bones. Mm-hmm. And so I sent it to him and he was just like he's like seriously he's like <laughs> like three years later he's like you're still holding on to this. I was like look man. I just wanted to let you know that I'm right. <laughs> I was like, I don't care how long it takes. I'm like, I found it out. Yeah. You know what? I, I heard, I heard something similar <laughs> when I was younger that, you know, uh, the effervescence makes is, is bad for your body. But then I was like, as I got older, I realized, I think they're more specifically guided towards soda because of all the sugar and shit in it. Like I get the effervescence, like, you know, like bubble or, or, or I get, I understand why sugar would be bad for, your body or the chemicals that go into soda would be bad for your body. But I think, I don't think carbonation alone is bad for you. No, no, it's not. No, yeah. that was the, that was the argument that he was trying to make that it was just the carbonation, not necessarily anything else. Because isn't it. naturally, isn't natural mineral spring water lightly effervescent anyway? The, uh, that I do not. Know. I think, so I think that restaurant in Beverly Hills, when I saw one of those, I was watching one of those things on Netflix, they were saying that this is from a natural spring and it has these natural light bubbles and the, yeah, maybe the drinkers were saying like, Oh, I can taste it. It's like very soda like, or not, not extreme to the point where it's like you feel the bubbles on your tongue, but it's like enough to where you're like, they reminded them of, of having like, there's something there. Yeah. The, of the carbonation, a light carbonation thing. But Look, if you're going to like if you're going to drink spark, sparkling water, go for it. Like that's fine too, but just drink still water as just well. Just drink water. Water is water, baby. Yeah. It's the it's that's all you need. Your 16 ounce of coffee does not count as 16 ounces yeah. of water. Your bean juice. Yeah. <laughs> Although bean juice is delicious and it wakes you up in the morning and it helps you poop, um it does not count as your water. The other thing, huh? Another thing too about poop? Um about you were well, talking about drinking something in the morning. Oh, yeah. Um, a huge thing that I've found some massive success with and the, that I've gotten the, some of my clients to start doing too is when you wake up in the morning, like that first thing that should that I argue should hit your lips is drink a big-ass glass of water just like to pound it down. So I used to do that a lot. And I don't know where or when I stopped. I think just my kitchen is too far from the bedroom. I don't want to go all the way over there. <laughs> um, but I used to do that. Like I, the first thing I would do is either go to the bathroom or Drink a glass of water. Yeah. And then go to the bathroom. Well, I think about it too. Like, just imagine, right? Eight, assuming eight hours, mm-hmm. you are going eight hours without intaking anything. Yeah. But you're still breathing, right? And you're, as you're breathing, you're exhaling like 
water essentially like vapor mm-hmm. um so you are slightly like ever so slightly dehydrated when you wake up and so there's a there's an argument to be made that that kind of grogginess that you feel when you first wake up in the morning has more so to do because of your your slight dehydration not because you're just sleepy mm. Um, with that it, also explains like that that nasty dry well for us mouth breathers when we sleep that dryness in your mouth too it's just, it's just like you have all all the moisture is gone yeah and you're just like <sighs> yeah zombie like yeah I mean and then breathing breathing is definitely another piece that you can play into this like yeah. you can talk about when we're talking about recovery like breathe through your nose more often um, and breathe through your stomach rather than your chest uh, <laughs> right but but like that I mean there is there is a lot to be done. Like yeah. to be argued with that if you uh if you ever want to learn more about that uh read the book called uh, oxygen advantage i uh, highly recommend it and it definitely gave me a little bit of a different perspective on like breathing yeah um such a uh i read a quote from from the author and he was kind of talking about like he's like such a simple concept as breathing mm-hmm. that yet gets overlooked so much and there's some de- like pretty decent research to talk about like the effects of mouth breathing and how it changes our like will can change your mouth. It changes the way that your body kind of generally functions. Like, uh, you know, the nose has it, from going from you know mouth to like straight into your esophagus is a pretty short. It's a pretty short like route. Yeah. But when you start to breathe through your nose, it goes through kind of a, a humidifying process. It also warms the air, so you're not getting straight cold air like well not just into your lungs but just straight to the back of your throat yeah that too you know like people who like talk a lot um or if you if you are working out like you felt like what it's like after a hard breathing bout where like you get that like dry spot in the back of your throat you just cannot get rid of no matter how much water you drink you're just like like trying to get rid of it yeah right and but that's like imagine if you're that's how you breathe throughout the day or if you are a mouth breather at night like you wake up with that sensation where you're just like, eh. that's rough, man. Yeah. And that, I mean, there's, again, there's, there's ways that you can kind of work on that, that I don't know that I necessarily agree with. Like they talk about taping your mouth shut. Yeah. I've, I've read that too. Yeah. Um, which takes like a, it's a special tape and I've tried that before. Um, and I've, I can do it. Like I've, I don't know how I think of my, like subconsciously has willed myself into breathing through my nose at night. Mm. Cause Apparently I've stopped, I've snore, I've begun to snore significantly less. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, which has been pretty interesting, but nonetheless, I, so what I did to get myself to stop being a mouth breather as much is like before I, I'm hitting that peak of falling asleep, I'll do like 10 huge breaths through my nose and fill my stomach and my lungs as far as I can for those 10 big breaths. And each time I'm closing my eyes, closing my eyes, closing my eyes. By the time I hit that 10, I'm like but it's all through my nose my mouth is just <laughs> it's just closed it's sealed and like i think i think i'll wake up maybe three or four like if my mouth is open i'll, I'll catch myself and be like, oh god okay well then <laughs> you know roll on my side or something and get comfortable and then straight back to nose breathing but yeah th- that that's that was my practice to to keep my mouth closed while i slept for the most part is you know 10 big breaths all the way in all the way out um, you know, hold them if you need to, but exhaling, inhaling through the nose, exhaling out the mouth and then repeat for 10. And then for the most part, I, I don't really, unless I'm super exhausted, I don't really snore or at least I don't think I snore. Yeah. Uh, or I mean the, the next simplest thing is like they make mouth guards. They do. Yeah. That you can do that. will just slightly change the position of your jaw yeah. to keep, uh, 
to keep everything like in a better position so that way you don't snore. Mm. So, but yeah, I mean, again, it always goes back to, it keeps coming back to the fact that sleep is super, super important Yeah, and good quality sleep is also as important. And if you're, if, if you have a, if you sleep with a partner and they snore, you know, by all means, tuck a pillow under their chin so that it keeps their mouth shut. What? Yeah. What? what? No? <laughs> that's, not, that's not a good thing? Tuck a pillow underneath a person's underneath chin? Underneath their chin. So, like, the pillow... So you just the... force their mouth closed? I mean, it's not forcing. It's kind of... Gently you're, su- you're supporting their lower jaw from dropping. <laughs> that way they can sleep comfortably, and you can also sleep comfortably. <laughs> may or may not have tried that in the past. You just recently. Gotta, you got to get one of those, like, uh, those head ties that they do for, oh like, when they used to, like, when kids had mumps or whatever, like, back in the day. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Just get one of those, like, little bonnets to tie <laughs> tie your sh- your mouth shut. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but, yeah, so those are those are my my main three things that I, I try to instill in people when I talk about, like, just recovering. Yeah. But just as well as just good things to do for yourself. Yeah. You're just your body. They're and just, just to recap you. on those, it's sleep, eat and drink water. Yes. Yeah. Fairly simple, fairly simple and yet still very difficult yet wild. Yes. Very, can be very difficult and, but it's wildly effective. Yes. Like promises. Yeah. Um, all right. What else? Um, what do you do per se on actually let, before we even dive into that, um, what, what would you consider proper rest or recovery days in relation to training days? How many, I guess, ratio? Yeah. Um, I think it depends, right? Another mm. kind of generic, boring answer. Mm. I think it depends on the person. And there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of factors that play into that. Yeah. So one, what is your, what is your training age in the sense of, and I've, I think I've said this a couple of times already, but what like how long have you been training yeah. for whatever X thing is? Um, and so there's that, like if you are a, a better or a more well-trained individual, you probably have a little bit more resiliency. So that way you can probably train a little bit more often, mm-hmm. but at the, at the very least, I think for most people, um, if, if they're newer, I would generally, I generally recommend two to three days mm-hmm. of kind of a, a, a rest days. Um, for me, I am a, I'm a two days type of thing. So I'll usually do one. That's kind of a, a little bit more of like an active recovery. And then one is like a, a just a total recovery. Mm-hmm. And that's not to mean that I just, for the for that total recovery where I'm just like sitting down, I'm still active. Right. Um, so I'm still moving around, but I don't have any like scheduled structured training or anything for that yeah. day. If you're, if you actually have to head into the gym, you're probably just going to hop on the bike or the row or something just to get some movement in and. For like an active recovery day? Yeah. Yeah. So for, for active recovery, um, I, I th- and I think this is a, a very misunderstood concept. An active recovery doesn't mean you're just doing a workout. Right. Like that's not, that's not a workout that you're just kind of half-assing. Like you are like an active recovery day could be like a hike. Yeah. And honestly, even some, some people like a hike could be just a straight workout. Yeah. But it's, it is not supposed to be a strenuous type of thing. Like it's you're you are moving, you are you know, whatever, you know, you still, you talked about the bike, like mm-hmm. it can very easily be a bike, but it's a bike that's at a, at a very low intensity. Yeah. You're not, you're not pushing for reps or timer. You're just on there to, to cruise. You're just, you're just, you're kind of moving to move, yeah. but like, but active recovery can be so many things. Like some people can like go surfing for an active recovery day. Like you might go golfing. Mm-hmm. That's an active recovery day where, um, 
I guess, I mean, again, depending on like kind of for golf, it'd be like, what's your training age? Like, is it super strenuous for you? Yeah. Or is it a day where you're like, all right, I'm going to chill and I'm just going to go hit some balls type of thing. Surfing can be the same thing. Like if you're more, if you're more attuned and accustomed to what surfing does to the body, then yeah, it can easily be like a pretty chill day for you. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not that surfing is kind of aggressive, but Uh, yeah, I guess you kind of get the gist of where I'm going with that. Um, but yeah, for like recovery, like an active recovery day for me is very much like I'll go in and hit like my, any like mobility stuff. So I'll hit the roller. Um, I'll do some like, you know, easy activations, just just make sure everything's like firing up and Mm -hmm. I'm still feeling pretty good. Um, I'll do some like movement just to like move through space, take all of my joints through like ranges of motion as, as far as I can. And then I'll usually like, maybe, maybe I'll go for like an easy jog, uh, maybe for like maybe like a mile or something like that. Mm -hmm. Or I'll hit the bike and I'll like watch a TV show and just like cruise on the bike for, you know, 20 minutes or something like that. But it's not something that my heart rate is getting crazy out, like like getting super high. Um, I'm still can have essentially a full on conversation the entire time. And maybe I'll sweat a little bit because, you know, I'm moving and I'm just a hot person. So a little sweat is fine, but that's again, I like it's not, it's non strenuous essentially. Yeah. It's kind of the, the focus of that. Breathing super heavy. Yeah. You're, you're not, not... You're, you're not going into like the gym to hit like a workout yeah. for the day. Like you're not going to start like snatching and yeah. go for some heavy squats. Like even if it is just squats, like that's still stress on the body. Like you're, yeah. you're, you're creating damage. Here's another one that I see a lot of people saying, Oh yeah, I'm just going to come in and I'm just going to do an active recovery day and they'll do Cindy. And I'm like, that's still taxing because you may think that you're doing an active recovery style, but you're still giving yourself a time cap. You're still setting yourself a goal, right? Like you're going to push through because you're in a gym setting and people are going to be there and you're like, oh, why, well, you know, what's my Cindy? What, like, what's my record? Like, <laughs> can I break 15? Can I break 16? You know, like that, that shouldn't be, like you said, like you should go in, hit your mobility, get on the bike, get on the rower, get on the skier, do something light. You're, you should have no time frame or or time constraint for it you should have no reps or round constraint for it like it should just be going in there to to fuck off basically well yes i will say yes and no i think cindy is a is a funny example so for those that don't know it's a it's 20 minutes for as many rounds and reps as you can of five pull-ups 10 push-ups 15 squats so that is definitely something that is not an active recovery because unless you can, unless you can just straight bang out like 45 <laughs> like pull-ups and you can do like a hundred pushups nonstop, like most people aren't, can't do that. And to just kind of casually run through that little circuit is, is going to be stressful in the stressful in the sense of like a training stress, but you can't, you can definitely have a active recovery day that can be you know some sort of like rounds or can be like a time domain like like i said like i'll go sometimes on my rest days or like what would be like some of my active recovery days like i'll go swim laps yeah right and i've built up the ability to be able to swim without you know it being super strenuous Mm -hmm. so i can go and swim some laps pretty casually uh maybe i'll say i'll set a goal of like i'm gonna try and hit like you know maybe 20 laps or something like that or whatever the case may be yeah um or if i'm gonna hit the bike like hey i'm gonna i'm gonna hop on the bike for 20 minutes and just move or I've done, I have done it. And I've, I've programmed this stuff for like, at like people I've worked with in the past too, where it's like, Hey, we're going to come in here. Are these like, again, these like mobility stuff, here's some activation stuff just to kind of get the body awake and just moving, go through some range of motion. But I want you to do this thing where you're going to, you know, maybe you're gonna do some light rowing. 
um, like very, very low pay, like a very slow pace, but mm-hmm. go through some reps. Uh, maybe you're going to uh, grab on some light weights and kind of take some of these light weights through some range of motion. You're going to do that for maybe like 10 minutes or something like that. I get it. Yeah. So there's definitely like ways that you can make it a active recovery thing, but that's very like something like that is going to be very case dependent based on the, based on the person. Mm -hmm. So if it's a brand new person, like that's probably not going to be something that they're going to do because not like just, just from the physicality standpoint, it's very likely something that is probably going to be too much for them to keep it, you know, on like, yeah. Yeah. But like, I think I've done it. I'm, I'm almost confident that I've done that with you. I was just thinking about it right now. Like you had me go through, um, I forgot what it was, but you were just like, what you're going to do is you're going to do this five times and it's empty barbell and you're just going to go slow. Like you're not doing it to rush. You're not doing it to, to add weight. You're literally doing it once putting the barbell down, resting, doing it a second time, putting the barbell down, resting. Then after that, we went through like flies and like, you know, just mobility with weight. Yeah. 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 And I I love stuff like that because one, I think from like an athlete standpoint, it makes, it kind of makes people feel good because they're like, oh, I'm still doing something. Mm -hmm. Um, Right. You throw a five pound weight in someone's hand and they're like, all right, at least I'm doing something. Yeah. But in kind of behind the scenes, like where my brains are going, I'm like, well, yes, you are doing something, but it's going to be at such a, such a low intensity that it's just going to be more stimulating in a positive, like movement based Mm -hmm. than anything. And so like, yeah, any, any of those days, like you you walk out feeling like, all right, I did a little bit of work, but I feel good. Yeah. Like I don't, I'm not tired. Like I don't, if anything, you should walk out of something like that feeling more energized where you're just like, all right, like got some blood pumping. Like I'm feeling good. Like let's, let's get my day going. Yeah. But not nothing where you're like, oh man, I got to rest after that one. Like if you, if you're like, if that's something where if you walk out of your quote unquote active recovery day and you're just like, whoo, like that was a good one. I'm going to, I need to chill a little bit after that. Like <laughs> you just worked out. Like that's all you did. Yeah. You didn't, you didn't recover or rest in any capacity. Like go for a fucking walk. Yeah. Like that's, that's great. Like <laughs> take it in nature. Yeah. Go, go, go do some, I mean, hiking is a funny one. Cause like there's days where I'll go and I'll be like, Oh, I'll go for a little hike. Like take my dog out or Marissa and I will go for like a hike or something. Mm-hmm. But I'm just like, Oh man, I'm tired. Like that's kind of a workout. Yeah. <laughs> like I kind of worked out, but like, um, sometimes on like Saturday, like Saturday evenings or Sundays or something like that. Like we'll just go like, especially in the morning, like we'll go grab a coffee and just like walk around town. Yeah. One, because nobody's out. Right. Um, which is the best part about the week like the early, the earlier mornings of, on like during in Hollywood is the best because nobody nobody's exists. Up. Nobody's moving. Yeah. So it's like, it's quiet. I can just go do like, I don't have to worry about anything. Like if we're taking my dog out for a longer walk, like he, we can take him everywhere. We don't have to worry about people trying to bug him. <laughs> um, but it's like, it's nice, but it's just a casual stroll. Like just taking in the, taking in the scenery, taking in the air, like just hanging out yeah. and just like chatting it up. Right. But it's, it's not a workout. Right. It's just movement. Um, and that's a huge thing. Like, and then to add on top of that, you know, one, there's a guy that I'm talking, uh, like one of the guys that I work with right now, he, uh, a w- little, maybe like a week or two ago, like he was pretty sore and it was, he was a little bit more sore than I would have liked him to be, but it happens. <laughs> like it happens sometimes. And he was like, man, I'm I was like, I'm pretty sore. Like, I don't know. I don't know if I should come in and work out. I was like, no, dude, you definitely need to come in and like, tell me about that stuff because I can, I can adjust what we're going to do for the day. Mm. And so we still, we still got a workout in, um, while very different than what was originally planned. 
um, but it turned into just more of a movement day for him. He still got his work done. He still got his money's worth by all means. Right. Um, but he was able to like walk out of there and be like, oh, he's like, I don't feel nearly as bad as I thought. Uh, I thought I would have. And I was like, wow, crazy surprise. It's, it's weird, you know, like sometimes you feel sore as shit and you feel run down and all it takes is just kind of going through the repetitions at no weight, at, at no extra weight other than body weight and free air movement. Like just to get, like you're saying, just to get your body back into it, to get it broken up. What is, I, I mean, get breaking up that extra lactic acid that's built up through the night or, you know, just anything that's soreness, muscle <laughs> soreness, muscle tension, just, just to go through those movements, just to kind of squish out all the blood. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in so many ways, what you said is right. Um, but yeah, I mean, movement, the body is meant to move like that's, that's our existence is to do that. Like, you know, they, they've done studies and they talk on what happens when you are just like laying down, Mm -hmm. um, like blood pools, right. You like the body is meant to move. And so when we, when we are working out and when we're training, we're stressing the body, like we are, we are creating damage. Like that's, and we're trying to do it in such a way that it's not detrimental, but it's more beneficial. Mm Mm-hmm. And this like, you know, this damage that we have like is good, but we need to, we need to continuously kind of like work these muscles to a certain degree. And that's where this active recovery, I think is really, really beneficial. Like if you are sore, like good, go move. Anybody who is, who is a, an exerciser will know that sensation of like, you walk into the gym you're like, here's my training. Like I got trained today, but I'm pretty beat up. Yeah. And if you do your war, if you do one, if you do a warm up, but then two, if you do a good enough warm up, you usually are feeling better after the fact and that's because like we've lubed up the joints right we've got the synovial fluid like flowing like our joints now are less creaky like we've got some more blood flow like when we start exercising we start to move a little bit with some purpose like our our blood vessels dilate and they open up and we get more blood flow and we get heat going into these into these areas and that starts to kind of kind of kickstart a little bit of that like that muscular process Mm -hmm. in this like movement process where like it, it does get rid of and starts to break up some of these, like any of these like contractions, these hyper contractions that we have that are causing some more stiffness or soreness in the muscles. Um, and like, again, we start getting blood flow, which is all super, super important to be able to, you know, one, just recover. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so like any light movement that you can do is going to be super fantastic. Like whatever the case may be. Um, especially, yeah, especially if you're sore, like if you're sore, move, like yeah. don't, don't just chill. Don't sit. <laughs> yeah, that seriously, that is one of the worst, like that is one of those crazy things. Like, I mean, I know I've the days and this is like just kind of some of the proof in the pudding. Like I, I know the, the information behind it, but I've not, I've not always like feel the effects of that. Mm-hmm. And so there is one of these days where it was a pretty rough week when it came to like my training and my Sunday, I was just like, Sunday is nothing. I'm doing nothing today. That was my, that was my sole goal. And I like chilled on the couch. I watched TV, like played video games. And I think me, my getting up was to get up to make food and then sit back down or lay back down or to go to the bathroom and then like lay back down or like to take my dog out and then lay back down. So like I did almost nothing. And that's Monday when I woke up, I was so beat up. Like I felt so terrible. Yeah. Like my, my, my legs hurt, my back hurt, like my body hurt <laughs> in a way that I was like, what is going on? And I'm like, I did nothing yesterday. Like I did, I had a severe lack of movement 
And I was like, how do people do this all of the time? <laughs> like, how do, how do people exist this way? Yeah. It was insane. Um, so like, and, and don't get me wrong. There's definitely a time and a place where like sometimes rest is definitely needed, but I think the argument can easily be made more often than not. Some movement is better than none and will likely serve you more. So like serve you better in the future. Yeah, absolutely. Circulation. Circulation. Yeah, definitely. That answers. Uh, I mean, I was going to follow it up with, you know, what are, what are some types of uh, active recovery? We kind of hit that one pretty well too. Yeah. Um, let's see. Well, and then here I'll add, I'll add. So some things that like we talk about is like passive recovery. Oh yes, that's right. And I think some of like the passive recovery is stuff that I, I would, I kind of lump into kind of like the tools, like kind of the fun tricks, Mm -hmm. um, things. So like muscle stimulators, um, you know, you talked about the space boots. Yeah. So like the, like Norma tech, or if you're real fancy, the game ready, and I would argue though that those are kind of like the the passive recovery in the sense that you are not actively doing something, but something Something's is something doing. is doing something to you. Yeah. All right. Whatever, better for worse. And I, there's a lot of really good benefits to a lot of those. Like those those muscle stimulators are fantastic. Mm-hmm. I love those things. Um, they don't replace movement, but they are definitely a good thing to help movement. Yeah. Um, right. Because, because it is a, you know, our muscles contract based off of electricity. And so all we're doing with those things is just using an external electrical source to cause muscle stimulation. Yeah. And that does to a certain degree still have a lot of the similar effects of movement, um, though it doesn't affect the joints as much relatively speaking. Um, but it does get the lymph, like the lymphatic system moving. We do get like gunk and junk kind of pulled out of the muscles a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And that is some passive movement that we can, or, kind of pseudo passive movement that we can use that will limit or reduce some of that soreness that we might feel from like training and exercise. Yeah. Um, so if, I mean, if you have one of those awesome, like use it, use it on those days. If you, if you do have a couch day, like I did, like I probably should have thrown that, Just like that. Stim on. On. Yeah. Yeah. And like put it on like different places. Cause I definitely wouldn't have felt as bad as I did on Monday. I love mine. I need to order more pads. I actually think I need to order new cables and pads. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean those like the, like complex, um, Mark Pro, Mark Pro, like kind of the main ones, Muscle Dot. Like, yeah. there's, I mean, there's a bunch of different ones. And to be totally honest, the cheapest one that you can get is probably going to be the best one. Kind of don't, you don't necessarily need you don't, to. Yeah. Some of these have like these like wild bells and whistles, and um, a lot of it comes down to just some general movement. Um, you know, what is it? Mark Pro talks about the square wave. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, it's just, it's just how it's how it contracts the muscle. I don't know shit about the square wave. I just know the basics of put this pad here, put this mm-hmm. pad on the opposite side, turn it on and watch it. Dump, 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 <laughs> watch dump, it go. Dump, dump. Yeah. Yeah. And so there, I mean, there's definitely, definitely like ways that you can kind of manipulate that for different uses. Like from at the, at the clinic that I work at, we, uh, will sometimes use it for, there's one of the things on one of the compacts that will do a, I forget what it's called. I think this, the setting on it is called potentiation, but it'll do like an, uh, like a, a long hold or oh, yeah. a long muscle contraction. Yeah. And so I'll use that sometimes with some, some clients where, well, I'll use that to give them, give them the, to forcibly make one of these muscles fire. And at that same time, make them like work them to contract these muscles as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so that way it just kind of builds, it helps build a little bit of that mind body connection a lot faster um, for somebody who say like just has this kind of quote unquote amnesia to a certain area of their body and just doesn't know how to turn it on. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of a, you know, you can kind of manipulate things in a certain way, but for the most part, like, yeah, just, 
just slapping that bad boy on after like after a rough training day, like for whatever that cycle is for I don't know twenty minutes, fifteen minutes, whatever the case may be. Yeah, usually feel pretty pretty awesome after the. Fact. Oh man, it feels so good. Yeah, and you do it before you go to sleep. You're out. <laughs> yeah, you well, are out. It's so relaxing, and it's yeah, like it's and it's, especially if you're turning it if you're turning it on to the appropriate level. Like if you feel where that contact point is, like it's turned up too high. Yeah, like if your skin <laughs> is tingling underneath it, like too much too much this is burning <laughs> yeah well I've, I've definitely experienced that before where i'm like why is this thing that like I'm, i had i have a i have a very very old mark pro that a, uh, somebody gave me mm-hmm. and i was like all right i'll give this a try and like slapped it on i was like i'm not feeling anything and I, like kind of turned it up a little bit more like it wasn't doing anything for my leg i was like what is happening i like cranked it up and all of a sudden i like felt my like my skin burning underneath and i was oh, like sure. oh god i was like too much too much <laughs> I was like, maybe I just need new pads. Yeah, I think, yeah, that's that's what I, that's where I'm at with my sensation on the Mark Pro. Um, uh, like, I'll, I'll, I'll have it on, like, four, right? And I'll feel, like, the, this minor vibration or, or, or contraction. Yeah. And then I'll put it up to nine, and I'll be like, oh, okay, well, that that's what I'm trying to feel, but not with that tingling or that, that, that pinching sensation. I don't want that. So, like, you're trying to find that seven or eight, but then you lose it. Like, anything below nine, you're like, well, I don't feel it anymore. So I, I think I'm at the same point where I need I need new cables because I feel like mine are bent at the neck, so like they're not sending that that pulse or that signal yeah. correctly. So Mark Pro, if you listen to this, I need new cables. <laughs> um, but to to kind of backtrack just a little bit when we were talking about like how many days off should you take? Oh yeah, because um, that's kind of what led into that whole, whole that whole rant. Um, I think a really important thing too is just listen to your body, mm-hmm. uh, I, which is which is challenging in its own right. But if you can kind of get really attuned to, to your body and listen to what it's, what it's telling you, it's smart. And you're, you are not as smart as what your body is. Yeah. Um, just, just know that as a fact. Yeah. And if you are starting to feel tired, if you're starting to feel worn down, um, it's just like your numbers aren't going like where you should be, or maybe your pacing is, is off. Something just like stuff starts to kind of, you feel like those wheels are starting to kind of come off, but they're yeah. not, they're not exploded off yet. Perfect. That's probably a good time to be like, Hey, I'm going to take this next day off. Yeah. Or I'm going to take this next day as a recovery, like an active, active recovery day, yeah. day and hit the bike and call it a day. Like just go through some movement and do some like mobility and, and go from there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's, I think that is a wildly important piece rather than to a certain degree, like dependent on what you're training for, you know, maybe you have to have a little bit of a, of a fairly regimented schedule, or maybe it's a certain point in like your training phase that re- kind of requires you to just kind of suck it up a little bit. And you just got to deal with it. But for most people who are just like the, the, you know, that's not their job mm-hmm. and they're just working out for health, longevity, fitness, whatever the case may be, listen to your body. Like one day off is not going to ruin your gains. And if anything, it's going to make you better. Yeah. So come back the next time feeling refreshed. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, training, training is like, it is hard. Like it can be, it can be super hard and you know, you should recover just as hard as you train. Mm -hmm. Um, and if that's like, if you're going in and crushing it every day, like, or, or on a day, like just know that, you know, kind of like we were talking about that, like that sleep, that kind of that, uh, that, um, Oh my God. What was the word that I used? Uh, that sleep deficit, the kind of the same thing applies when it comes to like training, like you were, you're recover, you'll have kind of like a recovery deficit to a yeah. certain degree. And so like, you can only go so many days of very hard training before you're, 
the effects that you are putting onto your body from training is only putting you in the negative. Your body just says no. Yeah. I mean, you stop it. Overtraining is hard to do, but it can be done. And it can hurt a lot. Yeah. And it can hurt you a lot and it can set you back severely. Yeah. And so like, just listen to your body. Like I've done it. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it happens, right? (laughs) It can happen, (laughs) but, but just if stuff starts feeling wrong, like take a break, take a break. Like you're good. Like chill. Go do something fun the next day. Absolutely. Like whatever fun is for you. <laughs> just don't just don't sit around. Like just do do anything. Or put a Mark Pro on if you're gonna or, sit yeah, around. Yeah, or throw a or throw a Mark Pro on if you're yeah. just gonna chill. Or Compax <laughs> or Power Dot or whatever the uh, whatever the other Whatever vibrates plethora. you. Yeah, yeah. Whatever raises that vibration, you know? <laughs> Those good vibrations. Going back to the little toys topic, um, is there anything in that like passive uh, recovery area with uh, IE toys and tools that you think don't work. How much trouble are you about to get me into? I, I I'm just I'm just curious because <laughs> I, I I you know I I like trying them all in combination with movement and and stuff. Um, you know we we kind of made light earlier about how like flames and glass like, like suction cupping. cup yeah cupping. I love cupping. I love the sensation of cupping. Um. I've been told the 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 science behind it. I don't know if it actually works. It just makes me feel good at the end of the day. You know, I I like uh I like cupping, I like blading, I like e-stim, I like uh um uh, vibration therapy or or hypervolt or theragun. <laughs> I think it's called percussive therapy. Percussive therapy, thank the you. Term. What did I say? Vibration Vib- therapy. Vibrating therapy. Hey, I like good vibes. Yeah, man. Um what I have not tried is cryotherapy. And I think you and I talked about that and I talked about it with someone else. It's like, I, I, I'm hesitant to try it because I don't know if our body should be put into that sub zero temperature to, for, for recovery since our bodies naturally regulate themselves. I don't know how, I don't understand how that would help us. Um, and then another one is, um, like float baths, float tubs, float tanks, float tanks. Yeah. Okay. So the the i think there's here's the here's kind of the thing whether whether or not some of the science backs it or not and like so for cupping for example cupping is a very difficult one to do any any real solid studies on like you can't really you can't really do so cupping cryotherapy these are all really difficult ones to do kind of what would be like a, a kind of the gold standard of, of like scientific testing, which mm-hmm. would be that like kind of double blind study as well as like a placebo study Yeah, because you can't falsify that sensation. So that's why it's really, really difficult for like cupping to kind of get, I think sometimes to get some of that mainstream because a lot of the studies that go onto it are very much anecdotal for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of by, by the way that it exists kind of has a almost an inherent bias built into it whether you know for good or for worse cryotherapy is kind of along those same lines so it's it's really hard to do a say a placebo because you can't falsify that sensation right um whereas like a pill is there's either something in it or it's not yeah right so my thought on that is i think as long as you have kind of the main foundations in play so you are you have sleep you have your nutrition you have your hydration and I will kind of add maybe like a fourth onto that is just like movement. Mm-hmm. Um, unstrenuous movement is probably a good way to describe that. As long as those kind of like four foundational aspects are in it, 
odds are the other things probably aren't going to hurt you. Mm-hmm. And if they if they feel good and you feel good after the fact, then sure, go for it. Like if you if it I think a lot of it is kind of it has a little bit of a therapeutic effect on a lot of people. Yeah. And that it it's just like it feels good. Like you just said it feels good. Yeah. Okay, cool. Like that's a that's a really good kind of point to note is if it feels good for you and you feel more relaxed after the fact, then awesome. Like, okay, cool. Like that's, there's something good to be said about that. My only gripe that I get that I have when it comes to some of those things is when there's these like massive claims to be made and you kind of go, well, how do you back that claim up? Right. And you really can't. Um, so cupping and cryo, that's kind of where I sit on those is like careful with what claims you make, but if you're going to be a user, if you're, if you're a practitioner of it, just be careful with that. In my opinion, mm-hmm. if you are a user of it, just know that sometimes these, some, there's some very broad and very grandiose claims that are made that don't really have much, any evidence behind it to say yes or no. Mm-hmm. But if you are a user and you feel good after the fact, fuck it, go for it. Like, it doesn't, that's fine. Yeah. Just be smart. Right. And go to somebody that you trust. Right. Um, because it is very easy to fuck it it up. It is very easy to mess it up. Like cupping, maybe, maybe not like, I mean, you're just, you're pulling blood up to the surface of the skin so that, you know, you, I mean, I've done cupping before and, um, and, um, what was the other, what's the thing with the needles? Acupuncture. Yeah. I did this like acupuncture, like cupping thing. And Mm -hmm. the guy like, I wasn't paying attention and the guy put one of those needles too deep Ooh, for one. And so it made me bleed. But then he also put a cup right over that same acupuncture point. Oh, and, nice. And so I was like laying down like he's like, you know, right? he did it and then left the room and turned the lights off. And I was like, so what do I do now? And he's like, he's like, just lay down, just relax. I'm like, okay. And uh, I come back and like, I go to sit up and this like cup is like, like, filled with blood. I was going to say, little did you know, you donated blood today. Yeah. And this guy, and the guy <laughs> came in and he was like, he's like, Ooh. And I'm like, that's not the, that's not the comment, the sound you're supposed to make when you walk in the room and go, Ooh, <laughs> I was like, so, and also the dude looked like, I mean, this is no slight to this guy, but he looked remarkably like, uh, was it Eric Trump? Like one of the Trump kids. Oh shit. And, and I didn't say anything to him, but yeah. I was like, but man, like you look like very close to him. <laughs> Um, was his name Doctor Nick? Yeah, no. <laughs> Is that Doctor Doctor Nick from uh, Simpsons? Oh, hi everybody! Yeah. <laughs> hi Doctor Nick. That's right. <laughs> no, he did try to sell me a bunch of uh, herbs though, so that hey. made me a little that made me a little more suspicious about him. Hey, twenty bucks a twenty bucks a gram. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or not those herbs. Not those herbs. Different Wrong herbs. herbs. Yeah, man. Um, but. Uh, where was it going with that acupuncture? Oh, uh, but yeah, as long as it's somebody that you, you feel like you can trust and you have like some level of rapport with them, then sure. Go for it. Like whatever at the, at the end of the day, like odds are you're not going to get hurt. Yeah. If it feels good. Yeah. And if, you're, and you're safe. Yeah. If, 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 yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you, if it feels good and you feel, if you feel better after it, cool. Like yeah. there, there is such a thing as like a nocebo effect and that's, that's mm-hmm. a real thing. And whether it's, whether it is or isn't, productive then if you feel if you're feeling a positive effect then it then it is a win yeah. it, it wins regardless yeah i i mean that that ties into what we said earlier too uh, uh humor or or laughter or uh positivity uh is is a good recovery tool being yeah. happy so yeah yeah definitely yeah. like you get some elation off of that stuff yeah. um 
the the only thing that I will say when it comes when it comes to some of the cryo though, um, icing is not really a good. It's not a good f- effect on like muscle recovery. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people will try and like throw ice on stuff, and re- a lot of it, it, what happens is it's an it's an analgesic effect. Essentially, it's a like a numbing sensation towards towards the kind of a very sur- superficial way. Mm-hmm. Um, our body is very 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 good at like thermoregulation and essentially just regulating our body heat Mm. and uh because it's a protective thing so we our core temperature is definitely going to always kind of stay pretty pretty spot on um and sitting in like one of those like cryo chambers for you know what is it like it's like two minutes this is that long jesus if that like it's not long at all right yeah i feel like they flash freeze you i mean kind of yeah right but the um the the main thing and if you want if you want to read stuff about that there's a book called iced um that i would definitely recommend to read um and it goes into it goes into more of the idea you're also learning about where my biases come from (laughs) um but it goes into the fact that like the main argument for them is for him um gary reinald i think is the name of the author that it's it's movement is going to be your best medicine in in almost any case and he does talk about using like stim- like muscle stimulation for like re- for recovery as well, whether it's like from injuries or you know post workouts. Because it goes back to the circulation, right? Putting in fresh blood and 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 yeah, oxygen. So, I mean, it, through. It's, it's lymphatic movement. Yeah. Um, because of the, like the lymphatic is kind of the the body's waste management system, and it's a, it's a passive system in the sense that you know our organs, our blood vessels, all work act at, all work actively. Um, but with the lymphatic system, it requires muscle movement in order for that to actually move. So that's where like the, the stim can come into play because it can passively contract muscles, um, and simultaneously cause lymphatic movement. Yeah. Now with, um, but one thing to note when it comes to like icing, for example, like their whole thing is like, oh, it constricts blood vessels, um, right. For, for recovery. Well, the problem is, is like ice doesn't like a a spot specific icing of say like your thigh it's not it's not uh accurate enough to only specifically like like dial or uh constrict blood vessels in say only the outgoing Mm -hmm. or it's not specific enough to only the incoming it's gonna shut it all down it shuts it all down yeah so what theoretically sense just happens is that everything just goes to a standstill and then as your body starts to heat back up it then you know as the blood vessels start to open back up, then the in and out flow resumes. Yeah. So all you are technically and really kind of doing is just causing everything to slow down in time and just be where it is. So, so icing is great. And we like in, in a lot of therapies, um, like say physical therapy, for example, we'll use it in a way to, um, kind of overload the nervous system in that moment to kind of essentially take your mind off of pain mm-hmm. um, because the cold will kind of sometimes depending on the pain, but it'll kind of uh, mask it right. And give you some, some relief in the moment. Um, but just, I think it's very, it, it is pretty important to note that like, it's not really causing much of a difference when it comes to like actually changing the effect, like changing the muscle by any means. Mm-hmm. Is it, would you compare cryotherapy to what people do as far as ice baths? No, no, not at all. Are they different? Very much so. Okay, what's what's the difference? What it's one more beneficial than the other? Um, so I, from my again, this is where it gets it, it starts to get a little. It's a little bit of a gray area because yeah. you can't you can't really 
put science behind it. Yeah, you can't really double double blind this whole thing. So like if you're talking to somebody like Wim Hof, then there's he's going to have a lot of like positive effects that, you know, ice and like ice baths can have on you. I mean, it's a very common thing. Like athletes do it. I did it all the time when I was in track. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like we'd have a crazy running day and then everyone hits the ice baths afterwards. Or if we're going to go into a meet, like everyone hits the ice baths. Um, I've done that shit once and I'll never do it again. It's too fucking cold. (laughs) I mean, I like it. Um, I kind of like it for like the mental game to be able to kind of sit there and like, can you will your body to stop shaking? Nope. Um, You can, you totally can. Don't want to. Right. But shake the shit out of it. Yeah. But like, it's great for like, I think it's great for like cooling down. Yeah. um, Cause it'll, it'll quickly like cool your body off and kind of bring you back to a little bit more of like a homeostasis. But um, the, but that's, that's the one thing. And so like with water, when we're coming to like, like the ice baths, I think there's a little bit of a difference in the fact of like how it affects your system because you are submerged in cold water. Whereas with those cryo things, you're almost always just standing in a, in like, it's just cold air. Yeah. And so that's, that tends in my, from my understanding, it tends to just be very, very superficial in causing you to just kind of shiver because mm-hmm. it's cold, like go, go just go stand outside on a cold morning and you're kind of generally in the effect, but yeah. the, it kind of sounds cool. Cause it's like, it's, it's uh you know, carb or not carbon, it's liquid nitrogen. That's kind of be shot out and it's negative, you know, hundred and whatever degrees Fahrenheit it's supposed to be. sounds a lot cooler. Um, kind of like a neat concept to do, but, um, I mean, there's, there's stories, there's an NFL player who got like, pretty bad frostbite oh yeah or something yeah yeah, yeah. and it kind of messed with them because like because i mean it is very very cold liquid like it's compressed it's compressed like so uh like liquid nitrogen for example like nitrogen is a gas and so it's under immense pressure to force it into a liquid state Mm -hmm. and um and then it starts to get released and it's you know super cold um you know it's it's the same it's kind of similar to what happens when you like you flip one over one of those air dusters and you flip it upside down it shoots out like super cold water it's like it's a similar concept right yeah. it's just liquid liquefying co2 that's what that's what dry ice is. i was gonna say it's like touching dry ice yeah um and so so from a like it, for, it's just a, such a superficial concept of state of just standing in cold air um that just makes you shiver and i've done it i've done it a couple times because i won like a free like three day or three time Ooh. pass or whatever three day spot cryotherapy center yeah and i was like i'll give it a try but yeah it's like i stood in this like thing for like three minutes and i got out and then they were like the the people that were running it were like so you feel better and i was like i don't i'm like i'm still i'm not shivering anymore. i don't feel anything but i was like i don't know what i'm supposed to do and they're like oh and this is this is where i start to get like really questionable about like something when they're like oh well you know you just got to do it a couple times and then you really start to get the effects and i was like yeah. why do i have to do this multiple times to have one positive effect Mm -hmm. like i don't i mean i I don't like to believe that i'm so so in depth with like instant gratification that i needed to happen right away but like if you're gonna try and sell me on something like you should probably be able to give me something that i can like base this off of yeah and cryo just has never done it for me i feel like it's very very gimmicky in my opinion yeah i i've never done it because i am hesitant I, i just i don't I don't understand the concept of standing in a fucking refrigerator for <laughs> one to three minutes to shiver my ass off and just be like, oh, do you feel better? It's like, I don't feel shit. I, yeah. You know, like, I, I don't understand how this is supposed to help muscle recovery or, you know. And it, and it, you know what? It could be. Maybe it's like a, a, like a side effect mm-hmm. because you are shivering, 
right? That's involuntary muscle contractions, right? So maybe you're kind of involuntarily, like because of that, you're causing some sort of similar to like a, a stim mm-hmm. to a certain degree, right? Because you're, you're your own stim. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, I mean, that might, now that I'm kind of saying this and kind of thinking about it aloud, that might be part of why it has some sort of effect on you. Yeah. Um, but is it worth, is it worth the cost? You probably shouldn't, that? you probably shouldn't tell these people either because now cryo people know what to say to clients like you when you question, what am I supposed to feel? And now they have an answer. Oh, you're supposed maybe, to, you know, maybe like, you're your own stim. Now I will note, like I have, I've, I've tried to do some research on this a little bit and the research seems very inconclusive, but mm-hmm. again, it still comes back to that point of like, it's really hard to test it. Yeah. Um, and so, but whatever, I, I think it goes back to if you're, if you have the money to pay for it, cause it's usually not cheap. They're expensive, right? Yeah. I, um, I think it's somewhere around like 30, 30 plus bucks each time. Nah, I'm good. Dependent. Yeah. I mean, liquid nitrogen is not cheap. Yeah. Um, so, but if, if like you have the funds to pay for it and you feel better after it, like it's probably not going to hurt you as long as you don't accidentally get that get stuff frostbite. sprayed on you. <laughs> yeah. When I, when I did it, dude, when I did it, that thing was like, it would like, cause it's supposed to be like, it's supposed to be like a mist, right? Yeah. That mist that comes out and just immediately like aerates into just, you know, a cloud. Right. But one of those nozzles when I was in it was like spraying out every so often and it would hit me in the back and I'd be like, Oh, Fuck. And I and I would like say something. I was like, "Hey, this thing is like it's like spraying liquid on me." And yeah. they're like, "Oh no, it's just it's just the mist." And I was like, "It's not the mist. Like, <laughs> I know what this like. I, I'm aware of what the sensation is like. And like, my back is like burning because yeah. of this. Like, <laughs> because of this like negative degree liquid touching my skin. Yeah. See, you know, I don't want to get burned by that either. Um. And then to add on to your your thing about float tanks. Yes. Um. I I personally really like float tanks. Um, I do not, I don't think anybody says that flow takes themselves, like the existence of them is good for muscle recovery Mm -hmm. or like general, like general physical recovery is more just like a relaxation. I think it's more of a therapeutic effect. Okay. So have you ever done one? No, I've never done one because I'm too stressed out that I'm going to fucking freak out in a closed fucking tube and hit my head on the fucking top of the thing so the one that i i've gone to and i'll whenever these things open back up which i hope they do because those things are so so expensive to run it's unbelievable um so i hope they they may somehow manage to exist after this whole pandemic but um the one that i go i went to it's like it's a room like you can stand inside of it so there's you're not hitting your head on anything oh okay um it's just but um, but I mean, the whole thing about it, like it's, it's very warm water. It's essentially like body temperature water mm-hmm. that you kind of lay down in. It's, it's super, it's filled like super, super high with salt. Yeah. Um, so that way you just float, like you, it's very, it's actually pretty hard to sink into it. And I, I tried and I like, I would, I had to essentially like bend my body to like force myself to hit the bottom <laughs> of it. Um, but I mean, it's also not that deep. It's only like maybe a foot deep if that, mm-hmm. um, so like it's it's pretty awesome. And then the air is warm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's essentially, um, sensory deprivation is probably the best way. Kind of the, one of the better things to way a way to think about it because it is soundproof rooms, um, other than whatever sounds you make. And then it's definitely like light proof. So it is like, you can't tell if your eyes are open or closed Yeah, see, uh, other than I, the sensation. It's pretty awesome. I don't know. I, I don't know if I'd be able to handle that. It's not bad. The downfall, the downfall to it is I always try and whenever I tried to do it, I would always go for like kind of uh, try and do it in the eyes of mental clarity mm-hmm. and try and like meditate as I would go into it. But I'm just so comfortable that I just pass out. Oh, and so all I do is like all of a sudden the lights will like start to 
they slowly start to brighten up and kind of get you back into it. And I, and I wake up and I'm like, damn it. I just took a nap. <laughs> like I took a very comfortable nap. I'm like, damn it. Um, a fairly expensive nap too. Yeah. How <laughs> much are those? Um, there's somewhere around anywhere from like 50 to 80 bucks. Yikes. Yeah. For like 90 minutes. Usually that's cheaper than massage. Depending. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're just like spending like, I think, uh, was it, uh, massage envy is like, like 95 bucks for an hour. And it's not even true hours, like 50 minutes. I have no idea. Oh, I've, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a huge massage person. No, no. I like massages. I mean, I, I like him whenever I've had them done. Um, but I'm just kind of like, eh. Not, it's not it's not because I don't think that it's effective or it's good. Yeah. Anything like that. It's just not for me. You just don't like people touching you. I don't I don't necessarily mind it. Um I've I've always the the couple times that I've ever gone to try and go and get a massage, and side note, like massages are fantastic for recovery. Like yeah. again, it's it's muscle stuff. It's essentially it's a hands-on version of a like a lacrosse ball or a foam roller. Um and especially if somebody is like skilled and they know what they're doing. Like they can definitely feel out all these spots that need to like need some work on them. Yeah. Um, you know who my favorite masseuses are? The little old ladies with the small hands. Cause you always underestimate them, but then they get in every muscle crevice and you're just like, Oh fuck. Yeah. That's because they have bear claws. Yeah. They're like vice grips. Yeah. It's like any, when Corey used to like work on me, I would just be like, how, how is your finger so strong? That finger dexterity Dude, strength. It, it's insane. <laughs> I mean, he would, he would, he used to be able to, uh, I haven't seen him do this in a while, but he used to be able to flex like parts of his hand. And like, dude, he has these like crazy thumb muscles. He showed me that when he was trying to do like the, the toe exercise with me, he was like, imagine this is your, your foot. And he started flexing. I was like, that's fucking weird. Yeah. Yeah. He's got these like weird <laughs> hypertrophied like hand muscles. He's got abs in his fingers. Yeah, pretty much. It was pretty funny. Um, but none like regardless, um, yeah, it's a, like massages fan, can be fantastic. Now, yeah. one caveat to that caveat to massage is just like, like using a roller or a ball, like there is too much pressure mm-hmm. and there is weight. There's sometimes too much. And to walk out of that feeling hurt. Oh yeah. Is not necessarily the best thing. Yeah. Um, cause there's, there's, there has been times where I've gone for like a sports massage and like, I am so sore the next couple days mm-hmm. where I'm just like, I like, I feel like I got hit by a truck. Yeah. Right. That happened to Abel. Um, so a couple of years ago, Abel went to see a sports massage therapist, right? I won't mention names or locations. Um, but the, the guy charged him like, uh, I think like 85 bucks for 50 minutes or 45 minutes or whatever. And I told him, I was like, hey, don't go there. Like, you know, let's go here. It's 30 bucks as a Thai massage. And he was like, no, I'm going to give this guy a try. Like, it took me a month to get a to get in, so I'm going to give him a shot. I was like, all right, cool. Went in. He came to me. I think it was like the week of my birthday. And he was like, you know what? Let's go for that Thai massage. I'll treat for your birthday. I was like, all right, cool. I was like, why do you want to go here to get this? And he goes, because that guy sucked. Like, he hurt me. Like, he put too much pressure and when I told him, I was like, you know, it kind of hurts or it feels uncomfortable. He was saying like, oh, no, that's just your muscles being super sore, super tight. Like, I, I got to break up all this lactic acid and shit. And, you know, even from my standpoint, I'm not a massage therapist. Like, but I like I know the massage. I, I kind of understand the massage therapy 
uh, like the concept, the concept of it. And I'm like, you should never, if you're sore, you should never be more sore mm-hmm. after a massage. It should help relieve the tension in that, in that muscle soreness or that sore area. You shouldn't feel like, like you said, you got hit by a fucking truck. So we went to the time massage place, 30 bucks for an hour. We walked out tenderized, but we didn't, <laughs> tenderized. we didn't feel like <laughs> shit. We felt, I like, I fell asleep. I was snoring and drooling. I was so out and so gone. And when I woke up, like, you know, the, the lady like pat me on the back. She's like, Hey, like, are you, you know, you're okay. Well, I was like, Oh, I didn't even know. I, I fell asleep. She's like, yeah. I was like, did I fart? And she's like, yeah. Did I, I fart? was like, I, you know, I, I apologize. She's like, no. And she's like, no, it's like, I knew I did my job when you were out and you let everything relax. And I was yeah. like, Oh, thank God. Even that beehole. hole, even the beehole. hole. And Abel came out saying, I don't know if he farted, but like <laughs> he came out saying the same thing. He felt so relaxed. He felt like he wanted to take a nap and just knock out. He, like, and you know, that's, that's, the understanding that, you know, massage therapy is, it's therapy. It's not fucking, it's meant to be painful. You, <laughs> you shouldn't walk out in more pain than you went in. Yeah. There's, that's they're kind of talking about like this, this myofascial release, right? This muscular release, whatever the case may be, you know, whenever, whenever I'm working with somebody and I'm kind of teaching them the, the basics of how to do like release for themselves, like foam roller, lacrosse ball, that kind of stuff. I always kind of give it on a one to 10 scale and I will always say like 10 is the worst pain you've ever felt. One feels like nothing at all. Like you should probably somewhere be somewhere around that four to like that three to four range where it's uncomfortable, but it's not painful. Mm -hmm. And whenever I'm doing like talking about this with kids, I always tell them like, if you have to make, if you're making funny faces, you've gone to, it's like, it's too much. Yeah. So I think that's a, and that kind of general rule applies too, like, um, whether when it comes to like certain like massage, like, yeah, it should be a little uncomfortable. Um, cause that kind of is like a good sign that something is happening there. Yeah. But if it's like painful, like that's, that's too much. Like your body, your body is a self-protecting mechanism and that like too much pressure will kind of signal that there is damage or like imminent threat to the body. And it'll, respond to that Mm -hmm. and that you know you can hurt yourself like you can you can create more damage and more damage not in the good way um that will have like negative effects like leading on to the next couple days where you're just like you're beat to shit yeah kind of like what i felt yeah so it should feel good you should walk out feeling good it should feel good massages should feel good not terrible yeah yeah so um i think that's it as far as relaxation and recovery go (laughs) Yeah, so the the main takeaways for me, my pillars, like the main foundations that you should look at are nutrition, sleep, hydration, and movement Mm -hmm. are going to be kind of the main four. Anything else outside of that is going to be, you know, whatever, whatever makes you feel good, go for it. Yeah. Right. Just make sure you have those four pillars that you were talking about. And then everything else is in combination with. Yes. Don't just do the the outside of the four pillars. Yeah. Yeah. And and note that like these tools, like they are they are tools to help out, but there is always going to be kind of like a foundation that you need to kind of base a lot of this stuff off of. There is no quick fix. Yeah. There is no there is no magic pill. There is no one size fits all. Um, there are you know adjuncts like additions to that you can have which are some of these tools like the stem the boots like you know massage cryo cupping whatever the case may be um but just note that like that one thing is not going to be the cure-all like you have to have your foundation set and that's that's going to be those those four that i said earlier 
If you haven't tried the booths, go try them. If you can find them for free or cheap, try them on. They're really fun, uh, but don't buy them. They're expensive. Yeah. Yeah, the Nor- the Norma Tech is interesting. I the game ready is a little bit more fun, but that's that's significantly more expensive. Yeah, those things are like, I mean, just the 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 box alone is I think like sixteen hundred dollars, and then the and then like any of the equipment outside of that is like a couple hundred bucks a pop. Yeah, yeah, they're fun. They are really fun. They're, they're really they fun. feel good. Yeah, but you know, um, anything else you want to add on top of that? I think that's it. That was a fun. That was a good one. That was really fun. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right, Eric, where, uh, where can people find us? All right, you guys, you can find us at our Instagram at another period rep period podcast. And you can always reach us on our email at another rep podcast at gmail.com. And you can listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts. And I will add into this. If you are enjoying this, wherever you do listen to your podcast, please feel free to rate review and subscribe to it. It'll definitely help us out. And uh, if you really thought something that we said was impactful, tell your friends. Yeah. Right. We want to get this, get the, get the messages out there. Yeah. The truth exists. (laughs) All right. Bye. Bye guys.